the, uh, the only downside is the bullpen. That's it. That's literally the only downside. Gonzalez, man, he was not missing any pitches. Drew McDaniel gave us a great outing. The uh, Fire Bianco Army is time. Omaha is such a crapshoot. Let's get to the playoff first, see what happens. There's room for growth. There's room for a few more Omaha appearances. Football is back. Football is back. It is back. We have a defense this year. They've been killing the offense in the spring scrimmages. I don't want to hear any more excuses. You've, you've gotten what you wanted. You have a program that's on the rise. Howdy. Welcome to the Bait Shack Podcast, presented by hashtag Come to the Shack. Your home for freshwater fishing tips, grumblings from the grove, big game banner, and all the chum you can feed on regarding University of Ole Miss Athletics. We're coming to you from the Land Shark Lounge on Lake Sardis, so grab a cold one, sit back, and reel in the Bait Shack cast. Welcome to another episode of The Bait Shack. We're coming to you a little later in the week this week. Kind of had some busy schedules and mix-ups, so we missed you guys on Monday night. Um, we got Chef joining us tonight. We've got Randy and myself. I'm um, hoping to have a bigger crew back on Sunday, but for now, we got a, kind of a few topics to go over. We've obviously got the big series that we dropped against Mississippi State last week. Um, some crazy numbers there, something like 3-16 against them in the last, like, five years. Haven't won a series in 15, haven't won in, uh, Starkville. Mm, I don't know the numbers on that. Randy might be able to help, but haven't won in Starkville in a while either. Um, it's just kind of become a trend at this point. Um, some more bad news there. We got the midweek that happened last night. Um, as of now, we're recording this on Wednesday night, so... Defeated Little Rock, um, and then we've got this weekend coming to help. We got LSU coming to town. That's going to be uh, starting a Thursday to Saturday series. We've got the Grove Bowl on Saturday. A couple fun things happening. I believe Lane Kiffin's throwing out first pitch over the weekend. So uh, got got a fun weekend at Oxford. So hopefully that you know little palate cleanser um, to get that the recent losses off our heads. But we can start it off right away with the Mississippi State series. Come out Friday night. Had a great seven innings or so from du or from Gunner. Looked really good, really comfortable. Um, and then bring in Derek Diamond. He kind of waffles a little bit. We end up dropping that one 5-2. to two. Got game two on on Saturday. Doug throws um, the performance that got him, I believe, SEC Pitcher of the Week. Maybe National, I don't remember for sure. But nine innings of shutout baseball. I believe a one-hitter. Looked really, really good. The offense went lights out. Kind of got some of our mojo back, hoping to go into Sunday with some attitude and come out with a win. Um, started off that way. Drew McDaniel gave us a great outing. Really like to see that. Um, kind of looks like we got a little more solidified Sunday starter from him. Pitches a season high, I believe 91 pitches, six inning hits. Mike yanks him, and you know the story from there. Um, everything kind of falls apart. The bullpen, it's being exposed more and more, it seems, every weekend. Uh, gets exposed for a few more runs. We drop that one 7-5. So we lose the series to State again. Um, obviously, Saturday is the day that you want to focus on want to emulate that the rest of the season but any other positives you can come out of that weekend with randy or or reed um i know we got really good starting pitching the offense seems to be picking it up where it left off even without you know elko to the injury but what kind of positives did you guys bring from the weekend i feel like we did we did better than you know almost the oldest thing is to overreact no matter the sport our uh, starting pitches are great they're great they always come in and do the damn thing 
Uh, the only downside is the bullpen. That's it. That's literally the only downside. That's all I can say. I really liked what I saw out of Jacob Gonzalez. Um, Gonzalez, man, he was not missing any pitches. He was seeing the ball really well. He had some major league level at bats this weekend. Love to see that. You would love to see that continue to carry on. You know, Kevin Graham had a rough weekend. Don't need that to continue. You hope he kind of figures things out. It was just a bad weekend, and you hope it's not a slump. Um, besides that, you know, it's, it was a weekend. It was one that was full of anger and happiness and sound and fury. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about something from the midweek, too. Uh, we saw Kemp Alderman last night. What do you think, Kyle? What do you think of the decision? Um, do you want to jump straight to the midweek? Yeah, we'll I had a few. I'd say you want to come back to that. Well, because um, I, I think the midweek, I do want to touch on that a little bit because there are a few points. I, and Kemp Alderman is definitely one of them. I yeah. like that. Uh, but let's we'll, let's stay with the the state series real quick. Um, I know we don't want to linger on it too long. For sure. I'm trying to steer I, away from it. Yeah, <laughs> we've done we've done this how many how many years in a row now? Uh, I, no, I don't blame yeah, you there. If I speak, dot dot dot. The what? If I speak. Well, go ahead. Go ahead and speak. Go ahead and speak. You know what? We're going to start. Sorry, you know what we're going to talk about. I'm the general of the uh, Fire Bianco Army. It's time. It's time to let it go. It's been 20 years. His tenure at Ole Miss can legally drink in July. And he hasn't done no enough in the postseason. No right. titles. Well, he's got SEC titles. So does Georgia in football. They haven't won shit. No, but I mean, when you're comparing to Arkansas and State and everybody else, they don't have not even Arkansas and State. We all consider ourselves a top 15 program. Why don't we act like it? Come on, Randy, get it out. Say what you want to say. <laughs> I'll say I'm, I'm, I'm letting Randy go. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, I think, like you said, you know, it's a top 15 program. I think that's 100% true. You know, they have the facilities, they have the budget, they have the prestige, the history. As of recent, they have recent success. I mean, Omaha is such a crapshoot. It is such a luck-driven thing. You have to get hot at the right time. You got to get a good draw. You got to do well in your regionals. You've got to, you know, perform in a super regional. It is so difficult getting to Omaha. You have to now, stay healthy. You got to stay healthy, which we haven't done this year. Now, I will say that's the one detractor from Mike is he hasn't done enough in the postseason. That's really the only complaint that I have. You know. He hasn't done enough in the postseason, but I'm not ready to fire him for that. You know, if he, I don't know. The problem is I was trying to think of like, you know, if he doesn't go to Omaha in the next four years, you know, you revisit this. But at the same point, I'm going to make the same argument then that I am now. And so, I don't know. I think people are really underestimating how difficult it's going to be to replace Mike Bianco, especially if you fire him. You fire him, this job is its not as good as you think it is at that point. Because coaches like Dan McDonald are going to look at this and go, well, they just fired Mike for being there for 21 years and winning all these games and these divisions and these conferences. You know, am I really willing to go there and do that? Um, I don't, And I don't think McDonald's coming here either way, but that's just an example I used. Um, you know, at that point you're looking at a Cliff Godwin and maybe he's already got a job before then, right? And I'll be honest, I don't want Cliff Godwin, but another example. My biggest argument is that now with the Fire Bianco crowd, 
is that well, now is not now is not the time. Like now is like everyone wants to freak out, and it's all emotional emotionally driven because of Mississippi State losing to them. Now is not the time. Like everyone's argument is that he hasn't won any playoff games. We just lost a regular season series to a team that's been hanging out at number one. Now is not the time to be fighting about the the playoff. Let's get to the playoff first, see what happens. Then I'll be right there with you, maybe chanting along. But like in the middle of a season where you've been consistently in the top ten, where you've had to battle injuries that no other SEC program has had to do this year, except maybe Auburn, a little bit of Alabama and you're still staying consistently in the top 10, now's not the time to be fighting about Mike getting fired. Remember, this is the same group that complained last week that Jason Kimbrell was the first one out of the bullpen. And then this week, they wanted him to be the first one out of the bullpen. It's the same group that, if you listen to him at the beginning of the year, when Justin Bench was apparently a free out to the other team, they would have had him benched. They would have had Elko dropped in the lineup because he wasn't delivering after two weeks. It's a very emotional gut reaction by a large portion of the fan base. I think for here, for this one, I know we've lost three series in a row. We've been competitive in every series. We've damn near won all three of them. And they've been to teams that have all spent time at number one this year. I think overreaction a little bit after this weekend. Understandably so. It's your rival. You just lost your rival again. You've been dominated by your rival. But, look, this loss, this win, whatever, this weekend... It's not what matters right now. Get to the playoff, which we're going to do. Let's focus on that. I'd rather have losses now than losses in June. You know, I don't think it's overreaction personally. My question to y'all is, do you think Bianca was hit his ceiling? Well, I don't think so. I think you're close. I know you, I know where you're going with this, Reed. Oh, no, here's the question. And that's fair. Okay, that's fair, too. I thought you had a point going with this. No. I, think you're, I think you're close. Now... If a coach's ceiling is multiple super regionals, that's pretty damn good. Um, I will say I think there's room for growth. There's room for a few more Omaha appearances. You know, get to Omaha and you see what happens. If you lose in Omaha, it is what it is. But eventually, even if he was going to Omaha back and back and back and losing there, you're also going to have people complaining about, well, he never gets it all done, like Mike Martin at Florida State. Um, so... I don't think he's got there yet. I think we're close. And, I mean, honestly, he's not too far from as high as you can go. And so I see where you go from there. You're recruiting at a very high level at this point. You brought in some you know, superstars as of recent. You can't lose Carl Lafferty because he's the one getting no. these kids. You really don't want to lose Mike Clement. I mean, you can make the argument that Bianco is really the most expendable one on the staff. But, you know, if you fire him, do the other two stay? Do you end up having to promote one of them? And so it's just so tricky to me. I don't want to get in a situation where you end up hiring the Kermit of baseball because that could easily happen where you run a guy out because there's so easily. You run a guy out like you did Andy Kennedy. You go and you try and hire big names like Mike White. They tell you no. You end up hiring a mid-major guy who looks promising and look where you're at now, right? There's no upside. Baseball, you could very easily do that. Well, more I mean, importantly, look where AK's at now. Yeah, AK's at UAB. <laughs> one year? That's one year of success, and he just okay. brought in two I'm SEC not counting any sport. In any sport this past year, I'm not counting anything. It is a corona year. A lot of wild right, shit fine, happened. Fine. Don't count this year. Look who he just brought in. He just brought two certified SEC starters to his program. Oh, Andy Kenny's That's a great coach. I've seen him in those big ass suits and funkies all the time. Great guy, great guy. 
But my measure stick does not count the past year in any sport. Okay, either way, AK is definitely a solid coach. That's the kind of thing that would happen if Bianco left times like a thousand. Because he's oh. gonna be successful wherever else he goes. My if thing I speak that, on Kermit, if I speak on Kermit, uh, I'm not gonna speak on that. Yeah, let's not do that tonight. We don't want to get in basketball too much. No. Um, my issue, though, I don't think there is the Lane Kiffin of baseball sitting out there right now, right? And because I, I heard multiple people make that argument, and I think I, they think yeah. When I said, because I've said it to some friends, like I don't want to hire the Kermit of baseball, and they're always like, well, we, what if we hire the Lane? Well, who is that? Is there a Lane Kiffin of baseball right now waiting to be hired? Because I'm going to be honest, outside of every coach in the country, there's maybe a handful you take over Mike, and none of them are coming to Ole Miss. Nobody has a response for who should we hire. And didn't no. this entire fan base just laugh their ass off all offseason because Auburn fired their head coach and then didn't they had to scramble, and then they had to try to promote a defensive coordinator, and then they had to scramble again? What do you think baseball would be doing for Ole Miss? And we just laughed about Auburn doing that. We just laughed about. You can't Tennessee compare the two situations. Like, you cannot compare Auburn football to us in baseball. That whole was a shit show because of the a coup they tried to take over. That was a coup. That was essentially a coup, and they failed. And they got. They caught. wanted their coach fired because it was actually a very similar situation. They wanted their coach fired because the ceiling they thought that he hit was only nine wins, eight wins. He wasn't beating his rivals while his rivals were doing really, really well at the time. And they thought that they needed to get rid of him because they couldn't move forward with him. That's exactly what Ole Miss baseball thinks. They think Mike's hit his, his ceiling. He can't perform in the postseason. He can't beat his rivals. It's time to move on. Okay, Hell, but who's the Nick Saban of baseball? Gus even had more success. Who would you consider the Nick Saban of baseball? Tim, Tim Corbin. Hands down. Okay, he's, exactly. And he's not coming Ole Miss. <laughs> no. no. The, the Boston Red Sox tried to hire Tim Corbin a few years ago, and he told them no. Like he's not coming to Ole Miss, and that's my issue. You know, I'm going to stick with baseball analogies. Look at Texas. You know, they they got they moved a coach on. They moved on from a coach. They had issues hiring people. Mississippi State, which let's be objective here, is a little bit of a better job than Ole Miss. Yeah. They had they had issues hiring coaches. They got told no by a lot of names. Tadlock, O'Sullivan. They got told no by some big names. They hired you know Lamontis, who was. He was known by baseball fans, but he wasn't some superstar head coach. And they and still that, make the College World Series. You want to know why? Because they get to the playoffs, and then it's a crapshoot. Because that's they, baseball. They do. When you, when you, at least when you're at the level of the talent and success that you know Arkansas, Ole Miss, most of the SEC is at, probably half the SEC. I mean, look, you know what would happen if you move on from Bianca right now? Let's you know, let's say they fire him at the end of the year. They're going to call Dan McDonald, and he's going to tell him no. They're going to call um, Cliff oh, yeah, Godwin, who might take the job, but do you really want Cliff Godwin? You don't want Bush Thompson right now. That dude, he's, the shine rubbed off him quick. So then what do you do? What if Godwin says no, or what if Godwin takes LSU if that opens? Where are you going from there? I, and no one has an answer to that because they don't know. You know you'll hear people say Andy Conazaro. That's not happening. People will say, like, oh, call Kevin O'Sullivan. He's going to hang the phone yeah. up. Yeah, Ken is not coming. Vitello is someone that someone suggested. I don't know if he would leave Tennessee. No, probably not. I mean. They're too hot. I wouldn't leave Tennessee. You're starting to get a little momentum going? No. And people say Lane Burroughs from Louisiana Tech, and, you know, maybe that's a good option. But I wouldn't hate that option. I, I really wouldn't. The, the thing is, is, is if LSU is going to fire Maneri, then I think he probably he goes there. 
Yeah. And let's be honest, LSU is a better job than us too. So. Yeah. Well, yep. yes. Uh, You're gonna lose that right. battle. You gotta and, preface it. And if LSU is gonna need a head coach too, then you definitely don't need to be firing Mike because Ooh. they're gonna get first pick. You don't want to be hiring against them because you're going to get who's ever left over. You, so if it's between Burroughs and Godwin, you're going to get whoever else you didn't want. And, yeah. you know, what if one of them also says no to you? Well, then you're stuck looking for someone or you're promoting Mike Clement. And, you know, maybe, I don't know. I, I hear people complain about Mike Clement all the time. So I'm that, sure we'd be thrilled with him too. <laughs> yeah, that, that just doesn't give – that doesn't put a fire in my loins at all. No. I mean – that's just that lackluster hire, and he may do well. I don't know, you know. That's an unknown, but I would just stick with what you got before I did that. Look, you know, it over twenty years, he's never had a bad year. We're the only SEC program that hasn't had a bad year since 2000, 2001, whenever he came in. It's been consistently good. The worst SEC record that we had, I think, was thirteen and seventeen. Nearly made the playoff that year, and then he missed the playoffs two other years. It's it's unbelievable levels of success that he's hit, and he's kept us there. And he also does a little more with a little less. We don't have the same recruiting ability and scholarship availability as Mississippi State and Arkansas, and then obviously Vanderbilt. So he's doing a little more with a little less. It's not that easy to bring a great team out of Ole Miss every year, but he does it. And he's the reason that we have that really nice, fancy stadium. Let's be honest. That wasn't much of a stadium back when he started. He made the program what it is today, so pretending that we are this dominant power and that Mike is underachieving. No, he made the achievement. He put the line where it is. Now, I understand if he if he misses the playoff out or if he misses advancing the playoff again, then, you know, let's have a talk. Let's see what our options are. But if there's not an option to hire a legitimate coach to replace him, I don't think you rush that decision right now. No. You quickly end up in a position like you've seen in other sports, Mississippi State football, Auburn football, Tennessee football, Texas baseball, Mississippi State baseball to an extent, you end up in these situations where it's like, oh, shit, our top three said no. Now what? Like, now what do we do? And your top threes, you know, the the, the realistic top three for Ole Miss is not as good as people think it is. Because people are going to think the top three is going to be, like, Dan McDonald, a Kevin O'Sullivan type, or a Tim Tadlock, and those guys are all going to hang the phone up. I mean, Jim Sloshnagel is not leaving TCU to come to Ole Miss. Yeah, that's not happening either. <laughs> I keep hearing that name. People are like, call him. He's going to hang the phone up. He's not going to answer it. <laughs> yeah, he's not four calling World over. Series. It'll be a courtesy answer if that. If you fire Mike, I don't even know if you do that. Because Mike's so well-respected. They love Mike so much. You fire him, I don't know. So a lot of coaches are going to be rubbed the wrong way with that. After 21 years, yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's go ahead. Let's move on. Um, we'll go to the midweek. Randy, you had some notes you wanted to bring out. Um, I watched probably eh, half, a little less. Um, but what did you see? What did you like? What did you notice? Well, I'll be honest. I don't know why I get called out here because I didn't watch the game. Um, oh, I'm I, sorry. You said earlier something about Kemp Alderman. So. Well, okay. I did go back and rewatch Kemp Alderman a little bit because I'm interested to see how he did. And I, I wanted to see how Jack Doherty started the game out. But I'll be honest. I didn't watch the game last night. I was watching X-Files and – just I couldn't find the momentum in me to switch over to watch us play Little Rock. Um, needed more time. He needed more time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I told um, you, you know what people in uh, Arkansas called uh, University of Arkansas Little Rock. They call it University of Last Resort. Not bad. I was not turning <laughs> that too long, man. That's not bad. Um, 
Well, from from what I've been told and from what I've seen a little bit of and heard from people who were there who know baseball, um, Alderman looked kind of lost at first. He figured it out a little bit in the third at-bat, but first two at-bats were just kind of embarrassing. And say what you will, it's a bad opponent. He hasn't played all year. Um, he's been he's been redshirted. You pull the red shirt to play him. I don't hate it because red shirting in baseball is pointless to me. If they're good, they're going to go to the pros. If they're not good, they're going to transfer at the end of their time. Alderman could easily have transferred at the end of this year if he didn't get to play. Kid can pitch too. I don't know if people know that. He pitched in high school. He throws 93-95 off the mound. You could throw him on the mound if you just had to. And so he's a versatile piece that – I think I personally would not have redshirt to start the year off. Now, I don't know all the circumstances. Maybe he looked all full to start the year off, and they were like, eh, I don't really want to see that. But, you know, we've seen two redshirts pulled off in the past two weeks by Mike. First, Jack Doherty, who we didn't see in a weekend. And now Kemp Alderman, who probably don't see this weekend either. Yeah. Um, Lucky I didn't get to see all of it. I saw some. He didn't look good in the one at bat I saw, but he did get a hit later in the night, so that's good. But um, I think we're seeing we're seeing Mike scramble to fix a bullpen that has to be fixed. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we've really touched on that yet, but that Saturday decision, I'm sorry, Sunday decision, that sixth inning, that's what that was, was Mike scrambling to fix a bullpen that has to get fixed. Because, look, you lose that game, the fans scramble, they hate you, they want you fired, blah, blah, blah. If that bullpen doesn't get fixed – doesn't matter what you do right now. We're not getting out of a regional, and that puts him on the hot seat. Because the bullpen, I promise you, will not get us out of a regional like this. So Sunday he's trying to piece something, a bridge, between your starter and your closer. Because, yeah, you probably put Taylor in there and he can do it. But he's trying to find a bridge because there's no setup guy. I mentioned that over the weekend. We don't have a setup guy. And we really don't have anything other than a closer. There's nobody you can put in. I'm, I compared it to throwing a dartboard and just choosing somebody out of the bullpen if it's not Taylor Broadway. Because nobody on this team in this bullpen is good right now. So I think he's trying to piece together that bridge. That I think that's what he was doing on Sunday. Obviously, it didn't work. Um, and then on, on last night, we pitched eight different guys, all of them bullpen guys. He's, he's getting them some, I guess, experience just – some familiarity i guess being in the game I, I, because they're not throwing strikes and they're getting hit around a lot and i hate to say it even last night we got hit around a good bit looking at the box score the last four guys it looked like did did pretty well but brandon johnson i know i personally have wanted to see him a lot more in the weekend he looked bad he, i did see his fastball still getting up to 95 so i didn't see his entire outing he got hit around a bit tyler Myers still looks bad i mean awful he's still looking really bad Doherty, the guy just got his red shirt off, so I don't know. He struggles a little bit, whatever. Um, But we're scrambling to piece together a bullpen because if you don't have one, like I said, you're not getting out of a regional. You're not getting trophy back this year. Derek Diamond's kind of needing to piece things back together because I think he's got, you know, you had Drew McDaniel all year out of the bullpen. Well, now he's your starter. You need someone to kind of replace that role. He was the only other reliable guy besides Taylor Broadway. So you kind of need Derek Diamond to step into that role. Yeah, um, I th- and I think I take a little different perspective on it than you do from Sunday. I do agree. I think he was trying to piece it together and stitch together that last half inning and just get to Taylor. I think if if you're on like Reed's side of things here, though, that's something you point at as a fireable offense. That decision was awful. That decision was 
one of the most baffling decisions I've seen in a hot minute from Ole Miss or any baseball team, really. Uh, the only other time I can really remember in recent history was 2019 in the SEC Championship when they were not using Etheridge out of the bullpen until they gave the lead up and then brought Etheridge in. So and you that think made, he should have just gone straight to Broadway? I go straight Broadway and piece it together from there. I try to get as much as I can out of him. If it's the bottom of the ninth and you're still up two runs and Taylor's out, I don't know, put Wes Burton in. We'll figure it out. We've, yep. got the, we've gotten further than we would have if we give it up in the sixth. Yeah. But I, I hated that decision. I, I was uh, texting, uh, I think, Kyle and a bunch of other people in a group chat and basically just live streaming my reaction to it. And the whole time was, God, no, please don't go to Mallets. Please don't go to Mallets. Boom. Oh, Mallets is out there. Like, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and it probably we'll wasn't happened. me. I, I don't watch that series much. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I, I, just, I think I stopped watching after like 2018, or maybe even my senior year when we got swept. It was just, it was too much. I think, and I think Diamond, like you said, he's got to figure things out. The kid, he's going to be in the rotation next year. You need him to figure something out. I don't know when, when though. That's the we problem. Need, we need him this year. You need him this year, yes, but I'm that talking. Fastball is too good to just put to rest. You need him this year. You need him to figure it out this year. But I'm talking long term. That kid's yeah, your pro- term. Kid's probably your Friday or Saturday starter next year. You need him to figure things out because right now it's rough. I mean, what was it? Friday night that he came in against State and it was not good. Uh, he didn't look great. Made some you know poor decisions uh, when he went out of the, out into foul territory, then back into fair territory to try and catch a ball that was uh, questionable. But, you know, you need him to figure things out, especially for this year and next. Like you said, his fastball's too good not to be good. And that's what it baffles me because you watch him throw, and it's like, dang, this kid looks good. And then he gets hit. And it's almost like he gets in his mind a little bit. I don't know if he's – I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. Well, because you see, you know, Gunner is notorious for giving up solo home runs. When Gunner gives up a solo home run, you know, he turns around and he just pitches to the next guy. And it's like nothing ever happened. With Derek, Derek gives up one run, and it seems like he is pissed, he is done, and then it's just an onslaught of runs, and he's out of the game. It feels like it takes more of a mental toll. He presses. Yeah. He does. I think he gets a, I think he gets a little worried. The pressure, you know, comes down on him. He starts pressing. It doesn't the entire, work. I think the entire bullpen reacts the exact same way Derek Diamond does. They press so yeah. hard the second they're in any trouble. I agree. Even Broadway does it a hair. A little just, bit. I was, I was about to say, I agree, yeah. Just a little. Um, I, and, you know, Broadway Broadway being the best arm on this team is funny because I, I know I texted you this, Kyle. If it wasn't for coronavirus next year, he's not on this team because he wouldn't be eligible. Yeah. And so if you don't have coronavirus last year, you don't have Taylor Broadway, you don't have Austin Miller – is there another name that we don't Chofie. have in the pen? Chofi's injured anyway. but Yeah, yeah. He, he's hurt. That's three major arms. Broadway is your go-to guy. He yep. wouldn't be on the team. Miller hasn't been great this year, but that's a lot of innings you still have to replace. Yeah, that's so. the issue. Is Then you're running out there with... Mike's already fired if we don't have coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad point because, I mean, <laughs> Broadway's got, what, eight saves on the year? I mean, he's got a lot of saves on this, on this year, and... Without him, man, who's getting that done? I mean, my lord. Yeah. 
you know, you don't think, I don't think people realize that. I didn't realize it till this past weekend. I started thinking about it and I thought, you know, he's not on this team probably uh, oh, if, yeah. if Corona doesn't hit. And if, if he's not on this team, that bullpen is uh, uh, a work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so let's move forward a little bit. We've got LSU. We can just touch on it real quick because we all know it needs to happen. You have to win that series. Everybody wants a sweep, thinks we need a sweep. It's hard to predict a sweep. It's hard to expect a sweep. I know we've done it before and arguably against worse teams or better teams, I mean. Uh, a sweep's going to be really hard. Just make sure you get two. Um, LSU's got that Landon Marceau guy. He's really, really good. He's done kind of what Jaden Hill was expected to do. Um, so that's going to be a very tough Friday night. We've had the constant problem of scoring on Friday nights and giving Gunner um, some offense behind him. And um, let me let me correct myself. Thursday nights, because we're playing on Thursday, of course. But their Sunday guy is really gettable. He's not good. He's had two bad outings. They've had to switch it up since trying to replace Jaden Hill. So that's gettable. And then um, the, the Friday guy this week, the, normally the Saturday guy, Labus, I'm probably saying his name wrong. I don't know much about him. His numbers look like he's probably gettable. Um, guys are hitting 261 off of him. We have the best SEC offense at the moment um, as far as you know, average in conference play. The one place we've seemed to lack um, as far as compared to the rest of the conference, because we do have one of the best hitting teams comparatively, we don't hit home runs like everybody else. You know, we're, we're behind on the long ball this year, and obviously part of that is not having Elko. But um, that, is, that is something that maybe we hopefully can see a little bit more of this weekend uh, with some arms that we can get to a little more than maybe against uh, Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Elko's not here you know, for now, I, I do think he eventually plays. He he was dressed out last weekend. Um, he's also I, I saw him running around a little bit, uh, which made me cringe a little bit. But I I think he's going to try it. Which Lord bless him. Um, Kevin Graham's your power right now, and Kevin Graham's not a great power hitter. He can hit for power, but he's not Tim Elko. He's not a Wes Clark kind of guy. You know, he'll run into some balls and get them out of here. But that's your power option right now. I mean, Gonzalez, Chatagne at the top of the lineup, they're not power guys really. You know, Dunhurst can run one out of here, but he mostly just gets on base. You don't have a true power guy right now. Van Cleve and Baker have been nothing really. Um, well, so, all right, Baker has had a big hot streak. We didn't really mention it. And that's that's part of a couple more points I want to touch on before we move on. Baker, big weekend, big week really. Um, if that turns around... We talked about it in past episodes who we need guys to step up because of the Elko injury. Baker's one of them. He's so far, he's done really well. Leatherwood is another one. He's stepped up in a big way. Uh, that's been very good to see. That's a regular guy I want to see in the lineup. John Rice Plumley, we joke about it all the time, being a fan favorite um, and everything. He's actually done absolutely amazing this year, and he just keeps getting better, and he's doing it so quietly I hardly even notice. But then I start looking at his numbers, he gets on base over half the time now. He's got arguably the best speed in the conference. He's definitely got the best speed on the team, and he's getting on base half the time, 51% of the time. Not only that, he is hitting the ball really well, but he also has one of the better eyes at the plate. I want him in the lineup every day at this point until that wears off because that's going to mess up. You can do some fun stuff on the base pass. I need him in the lineup. Go ahead, Randy. I want to make a statement on the base shack right now. What John Rice Plumley did Friday night against Mississippi State, when he made that diving catch, he stood up and he stared into right field. That changed my attitude towards John Rice Plumley just a little bit. 
Um, hey, he's got an attitude on him, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's, hey, he's got more than that. He's got some balls on him to do that because that was bold. <laughs> that was a bold move. Um, I, I think I said this a few weeks ago when we were talking Elko replacements. I want to see Plumlee playing now. That's fine. He's he's fine defensively. Not great. He's fine. His speed makes up for it. Like you said, he's getting on base. I had noticed he takes a lot of walks. Like you said, great eye. I, you know, and honestly, that's all you can ask for him. He's not hitting home runs. I mean, yeah. get on base. That's all I ask. Extend the inning. See what Leatherwood can do at the bottom of the uh, lineup and just go with it. Yeah, um, that's that's something that can help you out a little bit. Um, one more point before we move on. Since John Rice Plumley is getting in the everyday lineup a little bit, we got to find a new good luck charm. And um, I don't know how we've missed it because we've been on John Rice Plumley this whole year saying, you know, when he plays, we win. Cade Sammons is this team's good luck charm. Um, with his appearance on Saturday night, Ole Miss is now 24 and 2 in games that Cade Sammons appears in. So, yeah, I had to look it up. I was surprised too. He's, we are 24 and 2 when Cade Sammons plays in a game. So let's get some Cade Sammons action this weekend. Let's beat LSU. Um, and uh, let's let's move on. Let's get back to the 18-20 win mark in the SEC. Uh, but we, from there, we can go ahead and move on. We've got a big weekend ahead of us. Uh, part of that was Lane Kiffin throwing out the first pitch. I believe that's tomorrow night. As of hearing this now, probably going to be tonight. Uh, but football is going to be in action this weekend. Chef, you've got some updates for us. we got the spring game coming, Grove Bowl. What are you looking forward to? Um, you mentioned there's some injury reports. And then also, what do you expect to see as far as an attendance standpoint? Um, so go ahead and take us off with that. Man, I'm so damn excited. Football is back. Football is back. It is back. Party in the sip. My shirt's going to be off the whole game. We're back. Mike's thinking thing of fireball in. It is back. You know, I don't know the format they're doing. In the past, they've done, like, situational drills. So, I mean, hopefully we do a real scrimmage this time. But uh, we have a couple of injuries. A lot of the receivers, I know Ja'Core Pearson's down. Uh, of course, uh, Mingo. You never know with him. Has he been out already? Yeah. Can I rain on Reed's parade for a second, though? Yeah. It's supposed to rain this weekend. All sure, you, meant, you meant literally. <laughs> like Saturday. It's supposed to rain Saturday. Uh, I, I don't know if the game baseball is getting in. I think it gets moved to Sunday. But yeah. keep that in mind with the Grove Bowl. But go ahead. Damn. Okay, yeah, no. Um, I'm excited, though. You know, injuries are not football's back. I even went to those sorry dickheads in Starfield's game um, on Saturday. They're not looking too good. Just keep the trophy in the Manning Center. Don't even just clean it. Leave it there. It's not looking good for them, but, I mean, it's football. Uh, I said I'd never take football for granted again when Corona happened, so I'm just glad it's back. And I expect you all to be there if you're listening. Go to the Grove Bowl. Don't just think it's just a spring game. Show up, show out. If you've been an Ole Miss fan, you know what that means. Show up and show out, man. Don't just not go. I won't be there. I'm just going to say it now. Randy's fraud. I mean, if it's raining. Well, even, even if it wasn't raining, I wasn't going to go. Spring game doesn't do anything for me, and I understand it does for a lot of people. Randy, I just gave you an out, man. I know. I don't you care. You didn't take it. <laughs> I'm not taking it. I want to be truthful here. Spring spring game does nothing for me. I know it does for a lot of people. Read. I know you get excited for it. That's fine. I respect that. It just doesn't do anything for me. I probably won't even watch it on TV. I might watch highlights I'll, later on YouTube. But I'll, I'll be there. 
rain, was, sweet, snow with my shirt off, probably drunk off my ass. It was really boring um, when for Hugh Freeze and, and definitely for Matt Luke. Hugh Freeze a little less so. We at least had some exciting players under Hugh Freeze. But with that, I don't know. There's not like any I – mean, who, who are you hoping to see? Who are you hoping to watch, I guess? Because, you know, with Freeze, you, you had some big up-and-coming guys that were going to be fun and exciting to watch. But you just said Jacor's out and uh, Mingo's out. So, like, who are you excited to go watch? You've already seen Corral for three years. No, definitely. Uh, the newcomer I've heard a lot about from our good friend Woody is uh, Quay Davis, who's been doing really well. The uh, kid we signed from ICC, he said he's doing pretty well, stepped up. And on the defense, our defense allegedly, we have a defense this year. They've been killing the offense in the spring scrimmages. They've been killing them. I think not the scrimmage Saturday, but the scrimmage before that Saturday. They had four turnovers. So, folks, we have a defense this year. But then again, at the same time, you can't just kind of a lot of offenses hurt. We're missing a lot. You're missing Ely. I was just saying, you know, yeah. you're even missing Plumley, who I don't know what they're going to do with him this year. I don't think he moves to receiver, but you're missing him. He even has a little gimmick plays. So I take everything with a grain of salt until we see everything in the fall. Did you hear any little rumors about Plumley transferring again? I heard one, but I don't think it's credible. Can we squash it again? Let's squash it. John Rice Plumley, the Vanilla Thriller, also known as Vanilla Vic during football season, is an old Miss Rebel through Thank and through. You. I had to do this last year, and everyone's talking about. It. He's not leaving, guys. He is staying. Even if he does, like he's doing so well in baseball, like even if he does just quit football, he has baseball. Like he's an old Miss Rebel. Yeah, he's, he's not. Tra- he's not though. going to Southern Miss. He's staying here. No, why the hell would you go to Southern Miss? I'm I kidding. Southern Miss is a great school, but why would you? Why would you do that? You don't. You don't have to lie. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, no. F- the bu- mustard buzzards. So let's not. Let's not give them credit. Look, for look, look, look. I'm not that. T- I'm not going to slander any Mississippi schools. I'm not on that wave to where like, oh yeah, I'll support you, but like, I'm not going to slander any other Mississippi schools except for Mississippi State. I was just like, you just called one school a dickhead. So. They are full of dickheads though. Like, I showed the Mississippi State in my Ole Miss polo and walked out untouched. Bold. Untouched. Didn't say no. A word was not said to me. Bold. I thought I was dying uh, the year I went to the Egg Bowl, uh, the year of the piss and the miss. I thought I was going to die getting out of there. No, I went and left Starfield, Mississippi, untouched. Yeah. Um, all right, well, so we have that to look forward to this weekend. Um, any other notes for as far as the uh, Grove Bowl goes? Hoping it happens. Uh, rain, sleet, snow, sun out, show up. I, I don't Jeff care. going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to be there. I don't want to hear any more damn excuses. Oh, we have Matt Luke as a coach. Football, oh, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear any more excuses. What you, time you, you, you've seen the product Lane Kibbins put on the foot. It's four. four. Is it four? Yeah. But you've seen the product we put on the field. These guys work their ass off. I don't want to hear any more excuses. You've, you've gotten what you wanted. You have a program that's on the rise. You know, with a group of football fans that dick rides Hugh Freeze to this day. I mean, which is fine. I get it. But show up. Show up and show out to the game. I want to see at least, you know, I know we don't have the greatest spring uh, attendance, but I'm thinking maybe upward of 6K, I want to see. 6 to 10K. You mean you're not thinking, you don't think 25,000 people show up? You know, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. If it was sunny, I actually do think we could get twenty five thirty. You I have know. beer. You have beer. It's the first football event that's totally open. Like I could see it. 
you're coming back from the LSU game. I don't know. A lot of people in town. I can see it. I'm hoping more. My realistic, what I really want is 12K. I want 12,000 fans to be there. Well, you're going to have 11 in the stadium and just a few streets. But th- th- that's my there. issue, though. Like, why don't we get that same energy? That you literally walk 50 yards, maybe. Because it's baseball season. <laughs> where are you going to go? The bars are charging $80 cover. Like, where are you going to yeah. go? Yeah. Like, you might as well go support the football team, which is the main sport here, other than baseball. I mean, yeah. it's, still, it's still the main sport, yeah. It's just the main sport. Like, we're in the South. Like, let's be honest. It's the moneymaker, for sure. If you want to support Ole Miss athletes, get your ass to the Grove Bowl this Saturday. All right. So, definitely have to get to the Grove Bowl. That's a must this weekend. Make sure you go watch LSU lose to the Rebs as well. Um, we need that, need that to happen. Need to get back on track for the baseball team. Um, just one quick note here. Basketball, got Jamin Brakefield. Um, we mentioned that a couple, probably about a month ago. Uh, definitely expected him to sign with us. Good to see that that's now solidified. Uh, yeah, also got Ty Fagan. Yeah, that's going to be a big addition. Also got Ty Fagan from Georgia. Um, that was in between, so that was a good addition as well. That's two SEC – that's an SEC starter, excuse me, that you're bringing on to the club, so – uh, we, we'll touch on that probably a little more next week, uh, but good things happening for basketball. Uh, yeah, we never so we never really got predictions from everybody on the LSU series. So just quickly, what do you think happens from in baseball? Oh, good call. Uh, I two. I expect two out of three. I think it's very possible you could get three. It, yeah. If you told me the score of Friday night, I'd I'd be able to tell you if I think it's a sweep or we win the series. Uh, Friday night with Doug on the mound. Um, Shit, uh, <laughs> Thursday, God damn it! Yeah, Thursday I, night. I thought you meant that. Okay, yeah, you pulled a fast one on me. My bad. Thursday night. If I tell you the score is four two, Ole Miss wins. What do you think? I think we win the series. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I think we sweep the series. Okay, Reed. What do you think happens? I think we sweep them. Honestly, we have no choice but to make a statement after you know what we've been through. We have no choice but to make a statement. I think we sweep LSU. I don't think they're that good. I mean, they're good, but they're not that good. They're four and twelve. They're not that good. It's okay. Oh, they're ass. I, I, I'm just yeah. trying to be nice. They're ass. Um, I'll be nice if that program. Yeah. They're Kim Kardashian levels of ass. Um, I don't even know why they're showing <laughs> up. To be honest, stay well, back in your steadfast town, and just your ugly ass uniforms, those mustard uniforms, just don't show up. Randy, what you got? Well, let's hope that Ole Miss can make a Kim Kardashian level comeback, and. Can you know, take a sweep? I think there's two wins. I think it's two wins just because I really don't know what happens in game three. I need to see something. I feel like the bullpen blows the game. I want a sweep. I think a sweep is very doable. I'm not confident in a sweep yet, so I'm going two games as well. Here it is. Friday night is your duel. That's where we better can help Gunner out and get some runs. Thursday. You win if you win Thursday. Thank you. You win that. <laughs> you win that. I think you set yourself up to. Sweep the series because Doug and I didn't realize this. I had a feeling I texted you um, over the weekend about how I thought Saturday we would beat Mississippi State because it was Doug. And then I saw a stat, I think either later that day or maybe the next day, where we have won, I think, 15 straight Doug starts Uh, or something like that, dating not back to last year, back to the Super Regional against Arkansas. Well, we lost the start against Louisville last year with him. We didn't? Game one. 
Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Game one of the year last year. So maybe it was Saturday starts for Doug. Maybe. They might have specified game two starts. Either way, maybe it's 15 to 16. It's a very high success rate. So Doug just gets it done. I mean, especially when you drop the first game, he gets it done. And then Sunday, they scramble on Sundays because Jaden Hill's out and the guy they've replaced him with sucks. Uh, I think we can win Sunday too, especially if we kind of do the bullpen a little better and and get, yeah, Saturday and you get uh, (laughs) Drew McDaniel a little more action, maybe deeper into a game. So I think think we can sweep. I saw the same stat. Now that you mentioned it, I remember that it was just Saturdays or game twos. It wasn't, wasn't even Doug on the mound. It was just game two. Ole Miss has won every game two of a series since like the super regional and 19. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's, they, Doug, well, that's Doug and Gunner. I mean, they, well, they, <laughs> they won game two of that super regional, so it must have been the regionals, but they went undefeated in that too. So, yeah, no, I, it was definitely it was going back before that. I, I oh, swear okay. it was something specific about Doug. I don't think so. It's just game two because he didn't. Pick, I don't know. They, they flip flopped him and Gunner so much. But either way, um, two is two needs to happen. Three should and could happen. Um, but so catch that this weekend, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday. Got well, it this time. Unless Saturday, get, unless yeah, Saturday, unless Saturday gets rained out and then they play on Sunday. That's right. Um, so catch us then and uh, Grove Bowl this Saturday. We'll come back to you on Sunday, recap the series, probably talk a little basketball. Um, with the team shaping up. If not, uh, we'll just catch up some more baseball. Hopefully we're talking much better things and why we should keep Mike, you know, for another 10 years. But until then, uh, we'll talk to you guys then and have a good week.